Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute Podcast. And I'm your host, Supreme Decisions. Now, today I want to start with something because I'm doing a couple of things new. First, I'm making the announcement that we're getting ready to move into the new st- uh, studio in the next week. Actually, the next two weeks. So, we're going to start having the regular podcast and we're going to start having more in-depth teaching and we're going to have a completely revamped masterclass. It's going to be posted. It's going to also have a new price and those that are ready to go on a new journey, you are cordially invited. Now, I want to talk about something because I put out a video or a body cam video maybe about a week or two ago and it was bad cop from Frisco, Texas, Blake Simmons. Now I got a lot of mixed reviews on it which was actually funny because I wanted to leave those comments out there and that video out there because I want to see exactly what it was that most people thought when they saw certain things. And the most hysterical thing to me was the fact that they were like, okay, the cop was nice, so. And they interpreted a nice cop as a cop that was doing the right thing. When in fact, I showed you in several instances that the cop willfully lied. The cop then, Blake Simmons, then went out of his way to not only overt proper procedure he created one out of nothing and what was funnier about it was the amount of people that wrote me emails that was excusing those violations and most people missed the fact that officer johnson a secondary officer on the scene stated openly Blake Simmons does this all the time. And one of the recommendations I have, I'm going to be putting up a video that kind of goes over the things that were done and why it's a violation and also what made Blake Simmons a bad cop. But what now goes into it is because I'm going to go into the Fourth Amendment because I don't believe many people actually know what it says what it stands for, or how it is properly interpreted. The Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, when someone comes out and they say, hey, I don't offer you consent, the law actually tells us that the police officer must then get a warrant, as it's stated in the Fourth Amendment, because that person does not have to participate in a 
police investigation, which is why you don't have to come up with an alibi, because you have the right to remain silent. Most people don't have the ability to, but they have the right to, because you do not have to participate in someone else's actions, because a police officer has a lawful duty to go through the totality of circumstances, which most do not. And those things must then be sent over to a judge because no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause. Now, when we're talking about a traffic citation, unless there is an accident, there can be no probable cause. Henceforth, why the bad cop, Blake Simmons, did not attempt to get a warrant because he did not have probable cause. I'm going to say that one more time. He did not have probable cause. Now, I did a video about a year and a half ago, maybe two years, in which dealt with you have rights in the rental. Well, today I'm going to go deeper into these certain things of the Fourth Amendment simply based on the fact that you also have rights in an apartment because the context of those, just because you don't quote-unquote own them, those places are still part of your privacy and your place of restricted government access without physical intrusion if no consent is given unless there is a crime and probable cause. So, Kylo v. U.S. is K-Y-L-L-O v. United States deals with the warrantless use of a thermal imaging device to detect heat emanating from a private home violate the amendment. Because of Florida v. Jardine, the warrantless use of a drug-sniffing dog to investigate a defendant's porch, part of the culture, goodness, I can't even read today, curtilage of his home was un un uh, unconstitutional as well. Well, here's, here's the thing. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, homes, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. When you're talking about the context of an imaging device or even a drug dog sniffing, it goes into the acts of not only personal intrusion, but physical intrusions because it's going into a place that is not visibly open because it has one of those things that police officers use as one they like to use is called inevitable discovery. But it goes under the context of plain view. If you're using a device to look into someone's home, into their person, their effects, without a warrant, 
you are now intruding on one's rights, even if that person has to be happens to be nice. I'm gonna say that one. Even if that person happens to be nice. Now, United States v. Whitaker, the Fourth Amendment prohibited the warrantless use of a drug-sniffing dog to detect the presence of drugs in an apartment from the hallway outside. Now, why is that important? I'm going to keep speaking on these ideals that, you know, just because a police officer is nice, that they're doing the right thing because they did violate law. When you have someone being pulled out of a car or conveyance vehicle of any search, of any stretch, and they tell you, no, I do not consent to any searches or seizures, we know because of law that the actual stop is a seizure once they ask you to exit the vehicle. And so reason they use those words but I'll get into that at some point later when they're asked that is a seizure now when they're using the dog such as that was done during the stop with the bad officer Blake Simmons they violated the, the privacy interests of the motorists because they did not have a crime which was able to allow them to have the dog just sniff around the car. Whoops. That ninth officer allowed a dog to sniff around the car and also inside the car without cause. Go say without cause. They didn't get the effects because again Florida v. Jardines. You can't use a dog to detect something if you don't have the ability or consent to do so. And by allowing them from opening the, the closed car door, because you remember I showed you that the door was closed. They had to open the door. They had to open the trunk without consent, without a warrant, and violate willfully violate the property interests of that uh, motorist. They violated not only the privacy interests, but they violated the property interests because there was no crime, there was no consent, there was no warrant, and there was no openness because they used a warrantless use of a drug-sniffing dog to investigate. And they did not have probable cause. Because again, remember, persons, houses, papers, and effect against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrant shall be issued. Because remember, no warrant was issued. No consent was given. And those warrants would have come from, but upon probable cause. That was then supported by oath or affirmation. 
and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. None of that was even attempted to be made available. Why? Because they willfully violated the privacy interests, the property interests, without just cause. Now, a lot of times what's funny is I have a lot of people that want to show me how smart they are. They'll say, oh, well, well, you can do this and you can do that. And then they don't tell you how. Or they'll then elaborate how they attempted to do that thing that they said you can do and lose. I'm going to say that one more time. They don't tell you how. And if they tell you that they've done it, they tell you how they lost doing it and it's amazing because you're talking to someone or you're speaking with someone to show me how smart you are that made history but your ideals won't allow you to accept actual facts because like I tell everybody these are not my words these are the things that I'm reading off to you from actual law books, from actual lawyers, from actual law school. These are the things that I'm reading to you. These are the things that I'm giving to you. Why? Because these things are things that you need to know to prepare yourself, to open your ideals on what it is you're actually doing and how to do them to an effective point of winning. Yes, I did pause for dramatic effect because I wanted you to understand that. However, whenever you go through most of these things, such as this motorist, you can file a motion to suppress the evidence. In this case, that was not necessary because there was no evidence to suppress. It was only the contesting of the citations that was willfully given that violated the Separation of Powers Act because you had an executive officer performing judicial duties. Why? Because the citation itself had a court date on it. And a police officer is an executive officer until they hand you a citation with a court date on it, creating a judicial form which they are executing willfully. And if they are doing it unknowing that they are violating law as law enforcement officers, they're doing it through ignorance. Therefore, they are incompetent and unable to fulfill the duties of a police officer. I'm going to say that one more time because Brown v. Texas can't be more clear on the separation of powers. Whoops. Did I, did, did I say that? Did, did I go loud on that? Because, you know, what's the way to, to get rid of qualified immunity? Through willful actions or through ignorance? Bad Officer Blake Simmons illustrated both. I'm going to say that Bad Officer Blake Simmons demonstrated both. I can come up with another word, but he did both. Because he, he either performed them through ignorance but he also did perform them willfully. He made a conscious decision. Why? 
because Officer Johnson said he does this all the time. He's also done this to one of the young men that used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. This is something that Officer Simmons does all the time. He willfully violates the Fourth Amendment. He willfully violates his oath. And he does it while he's being nice. Which allows people to condone his actions. Because it's amazing the subtleties that are done. That most people have no idea. And can't even grasp the nuances of what it is that's being done. Because they don't know what it is that's being shown to them. Yes, I did pause again for dramatic effect. Now, even in doing such things, Whitaker v. United States, Whitaker also filed motions for requesting a Franks hearing and the production of Hunter's training record. Why? Because I actually gave you guys a dog video or a dog podcast about, I want to say a little more than a year ago, where I spoke about request the certifications of the dog, request the certifications of the trainer. Why? Because once the state picks it up, quote-unquote states, they now have to turn all of that over because it's set up for impeachment of a witness because they're using that as the pretext of any search or any seizure or any police excuse for doing what they've done. So that makes it open season on that. And the use of a trained police dog to investigate the defendant was a Fourth Amendment search because the search itself was part of that motorist property. The conveyance itself is his property. The use of that dog allowed them to go in places that you can't see as a passerby. They can't see because there was no plain view. That dog allowed them to use x-ray vision in a sense, using a detection device that is highly sensitive, which then violates the property rights, that then violates the privacy rights and the and personal interests. All those things that most people would look and say, oh, well, well he was nice, so, so it was okay. He don't need those rights because he was nice. Their actions trespassed on that motorist's rights. They trespassed upon his property. The government uses a device that is not in general public use to explore details of one's property that would previously have been unknowable without physical intrusion. The surveillance is presumably unreasonable without a warrant. I'm going to read that one more time because I want to make sure you understand the context. Officer Blake Simmons calling, I can't even pronounce this young man's name, so I'm not going to attempt to. 
the dog handler and the dog to the scene, as we know in Kylo, is a device. That drug-sniffing dog is a device that allows something that is not in general public use. Be like, oh, well, dogs are general. Not trained dogs. Just like police officers are not just people. Because even in the Christopher Donner story, what was the one thing the police was afraid of? Christopher Donner. Why? Because Christopher Donner knew the tactics of the police officers. Christopher Donner was a police officer. So they were afraid of Christopher Donner because they knew he would do to them what they do to everyone else. Uh-oh. I, I, I can go into that, but again, if you want to, listen to Frankenstein's monster. Now, I'm going to go in. The government's use of a device that is not in general public use to explore the details of one's property that would have not been previously unknown, that would have previously been unknown without physical intrusion. The surveillance is presumably unreasonable without a warrant because that motorist withdrew consent and never allowed it again. Never said, hey, y'all can go ahead and do it. Nope. He withdrew it because now once he withdraws it, it has to be done... Uh oh, there's another law. Any right that's given up must be done in writing. He didn't give up a right. And if they continue to enforce it or continue to move forward with it, guess what happens? Even if they were nice, they violated his rights. They violated their oaths. They violated their willfulness or duty to the public. They violate their fiduciary duty. That's why whenever you saw the video I put up, I put up Blake Simmons' oath of office because that's evidence of his fiduciary duty to the public. He willfully violated that because he went against that, that oath that was put up at the beginning of the video. He willfully violated his oath because he went against the Constitution of the United States that he, in writing, signed, filed, and swore to uphold as a law enforcement officer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, did I get too deep? I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I might hurt some feelings right now. But I'm going I'm to keep going because I want you to make sure you understand what it is. I hope you got your pencil and paper. I, I didn't tell you that this time. But we're here now. We're here. So make sure if you have, go ahead and hit pause. Hit pause. And then you go ahead and get your pencil and paper and relist it and then come back. Because I want you to make sure you get this. Because even though he was nice, he had a fiduciary duty that he willfully violated because he didn't get a warrant. And notice everything I'm saying, there's a video for that. I've been giving you breadcrumbs all this time. Don't worry about it. I'll get, I'll get you into that too because even in the context of what I'm doing, a lot of people don't like it and I don't care. But at the end of the day, now these nuggets are starting to come together because they're starting to allow you to open your eyes and see what it is I'm saying. Because when I ask you, do you see what I see? Do you feel what I feel? I hope you understand I'm looking for an answer. I'm hoping that you see it. 
because I'm leaving these breadcrumbs. Now, just as police could not lawfully peer into someone's home with binoculars, they could not use a super sensitive dog to glean information from inside a house or one's property. Yes, I did pause for dramatic effect because, again, I know you missed it. I spoke about this dog sniffing around in this young man's car. Just as the police cannot lawfully peer into someone's house with binoculars, they could not use a super sensitive dog to glean information from inside it or one's property. Hence, they can't just open a door to a house. They can't just open a door to a car. They can't just open a door. Why? Because there has to be a crime. Remember that? You have the right to be secure in your persons, which is why they have to stop, stop, and frisk. They can't just jump out and start touching you. That's why when I read you the um, article for the Georgia Constitution, they're amenable at all times. Why are they amenable at all times? Because they have a fiduciary duty to you. A servant cannot give a master orders. Hence, if a police officer gives you orders without a crime, it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment because it's called a show of authority stop. And they have none unless there's a crime. Which is why you have the right to remain silent because you don't have to participate in a police investigation. Uh-oh, it's amazing how I'm putting all these laws together. All this thing I've been reading to you for years, I'm putting them together. How is it? How is it that easy? The next part is, why do police not know this? Or, now I'm going to hit you with one, you ready? If the police know this, why do they continue to do it? Uh-oh, I think I, th I think I opened up something. Did, did, did I hit you with something? Because those are the questions that need to be asked and those are the questions that need to be answered. And you need to answer them for yourself. Because whenever I'm giving you something, if you're following the breadcrumbs, I'm going to take you home. When you get there, Make sure you get full because there's going to be dinner waiting on you. It's going to be a big plate. The next part of that is, will you be able to digest what I'm giving you? Because that's when the actual opening of the eyes, the mind begins to change and elevate and go to something else. That's where you need to be at. Those are the thoughts you need to have. That's where I'm attempting to take you. Because a drug detection dog is a super sensitive device not in general public use and the presence of drugs within an apartment or conveyance would have otherwise unknowingly 
been detected without physical entry. Now, I'm using this case to kind of highlight the bad officer portion of Blake Simmons. But I'm also using this case to show you what made this stop so, what's a good one? So atrocious. It was an egregious stop. Simply because most people didn't even realize what was going on. And those that realized it, accepted it for what it was. Because he was nice. Didn't make it right, but it was okay. Because Blake Simmons had a duty to protect the privacy interests of that motorist. He had a duty to do that. He had a fiduciary duty that he signed, that he swore, that he was trained. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, most people will ask, did this motorist have a reasonable expectation of complete privacy in his car? I'm going to answer. Absolutely. He did have an expectation against persons walking by. He did have an expectation of those actually going in without using a super sensitive device that's not available to the public. And in this case, the police Officer Blake Stevens called in a young man to utilize a super sensitive device to obtain details of that motorist conveyance interior that were otherwise unknowable. Because if you remember in the video, he kept saying, the dog hit, the dog hit, the dog hit, but we didn't find anything. The dog hit. We ain't finding. Isn't that amazing? The dog hit. He hit, but 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 there was nothing. But at the same time, that he was using a super sensitive device that's not readily available to the public. So how do we know that the dog actually hit? Now here's the next part of that. You ready? The reason you subpoena this information is how many times have this dog hit and there been nothing? What's the accuracy of this dog? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because you have a reasonable expectation of privacy. They have a duty to get a warrant only if it's based on probable cause of a crime. And again, for those that are going, well, they can do this and do this. The great part is, I've already read that. It's easily accessible 
because it's literally the Constitution of the United States of America. It's literally the Fourth Amendment. It's literally in the Bill of Rights. It's literally... <laughs> And most people, the great part about it is most people don't even understand the Fourth Amendment has often been interpreted to protect two interests. Supreme Court has construed the amendment's protections to attach specifically to forms of property, persons, homes, property, or effect. Notice I said that the forms of property. One's person, your clothing is property. Your house, including your apartment, is property. Your papers are your documents. Your effects are things such as information on your cell phones. Your name, your driver's license, your IDs, your passports. All these things are effects. These are the things that you are protected from. Because even when we talk about the Fourth Amendment property rights baseline. By entering the porch or the property uninvited, the officers gather information from an area belonging to Jardines. This is Florida v. Jardines. And immediately surrounding the house in the curtilage of the house, which we have held enjoys protection as part of the house itself. And it protects Individually, privacy, more general. Now, when a police officer, Officer Blake Simmons, opens someone's door, uninvited, because he was told, I do not consent to searches or seizures of any kind. That was literally his words. He was told that more than once. I do not consent to any searches or seizures. Do not consent to it. So he took away the implied consent. Uh-oh, I dropped something else. But don't worry about it. I, I, I'm going to keep going with it. Because now by using the super sensitive device to gather information from areas belonging to the motorist, the motorist enjoyed protections. even enjoy the individual privacy of what's inside his conveyance. Because when you're stopped for registration, it has nothing to do with drugs. They didn't even say they smell drugs. They said the dog hit and there were no drugs. Isn't that amazing? The dog hit. But I'm going to give you another one. Because I'm not sure if you guys remember, I actually just, I think I just spoke on it briefly, is that I'm actually going to do a more in-depth profile on this young lady. It's bad cop Megan Inman from Richmond County, Georgia. When she entered the home, matter of fact, it's a podcast. Go ahead and listen to that. Megan Inman from Richmond County, Georgia, when she entered the home uninvited and without a warrant or exigent circumstances. She entered a home uninvited. 
She said out of her own mouth she didn't have a warrant. She said out of her own mouth there were no exigent circumstances and there were multiple officers there to cover the exits for her to get a warrant. Because there was no emergency. Isn't that amazing? But she willfully forced herself into that young woman's home. And then she threatened that young woman to stop recording in her own home after she violated. Uh-oh, the Fourth Amendment's property rights baseline. She had no probable cause. She was uninvited. There was no call to service at that time. And all these are things that Megan Inman said. But that's what makes her a bad cop because she actually thinks she was doing the right thing. So, so which means now, and even in that situation, she was operating under ignorance, which means she's incompetent. She's not able to be a police officer. Because even if you look at some of her Facebook posts, she thinks she was doing the right thing. That makes her ignorant. Because I'm reading to you right now how she violated the Fourth Amendment. I'm If we pull up her, uh, what do you call it, oath of office, she violated her oath of office. Her actions are illustrating complete ignorance of the law, which makes her incompetent as a law enforcement officer because if you don't know law, how can you enforce it? Uh-oh, I think I dropped something else. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because, again, I'm giving you something to think about. Always understand it. You may not like the words I use. I actually had a young lady that didn't like the words or comparison that I used as far as IQ, people with certain IQs and their occupation. I get it. That's difficult. Because when you're, regardless of the numbers or how they're skewed or whatever the perception is, doesn't change them. Now, there are reasons for them. It doesn't change them. Because I'm actually going to go into something later where I'm going to give you some statistics. I'm also going to give you the cause and effect of those statistics. I'm going to show you the originator of those statistics. Doesn't change them. But it helps if you know them. But now we're going to get back on track because all details are intimate details because the entire area is held safe from prying government eyes. Persons, houses, paper, and effects. All details are intimate details. You can't go on my phone. You can't get my ID. You can't touch my body. You can't go in my car. You can't come in my house. Because all details are intimate details 
because the entire area is held safe from prying government eyes based on the protections of the Fourth Amendment. That the search exceeded the implicit license afforded passers-by on private property. The actual going into the conveyance exceeded what someone walking by had the ability to do and free will to do. Offered a Fourth Amendment violation. It, it, it gets ugly. Because he has, as a motorist, as a human being, the reasonable expectations of privacy. And officers who made a physical intrusion and did not, you know, even... Let me, let, me, let me put it like this. Actually, I'm, I'm overstepping a little bit. The officers that made no physical intrusion on the motorist, they violated his reasonable expectation of privacy against persons snooping into his conveyance using sensitive devices not available to the general public. Why do I keep saying that? Because you need to hear it. Even the officers who made no physical intrusion on the motorist property, they violated the reasonable expectation of privacy against persons snooping around his conveyance using sensitive devices not available to the general public. So not just Blake Simmons was a bad officer. Every officer that was on that scene that participated in that action violated the privacy interests of that motorist. That's what made him a bad cop. He offered an opportunity for a physical intrusion upon not only his person, because remember, they asked him to take his shoes off in the rain. Oh, did, did we forget about that? It was raining and cold. He has him to take his shoes off. He didn't feel that he had an opportunity to not do that. Why? Because there were five officers on the scene. Why would you have five officers show up for a registration possibility violation? And then why would you still have four of them there after you find out that the registration is good? Why does he now have to take off his shoes? Why is he still standing in the rain? Why do you now have a dog at the scene? Why is there ripping open his car? Uh-oh. They made a physical intrusion upon his person and his property, which he has a right to have not been violated, and they were willfully violating their sworn oath and his God-given rights you know rights that they can't take away because those are rights they can't give him they are willfully violating law as law enforcement officers even though he was nice he nicely 
violated it. So it was okay. He 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 was not he could do this. Cause I even had one guy comment, well, well, he can give you a ticket for this, absolutely. He can willfully offer you a citation that willfully violates the Separation of Power Act. And as a law enforcement officer, he either he's ignorant when he does it, or he's doing it because of practice, which then he's ignorant. Because if he knows he's violating the Separation of Powers Act, that means he knows he's violating law. Which then takes him away from being a police officer. But then if they don't know that they're violating law, they're ignorant because they can't enforce law that they don't even know they're violating. Whoops. Whoops. I think Jay-Z called that a double entendre. Because I'm saying the same thing without saying the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to get it to you. Because I'm reading it. I've been dropping breadcrumbs for the last six years. Have you been paying attention? Or is this just entertainment? Are you paying attention? Because I'm trying to guide you through the forest. I'm trying to make sure you're eating. The question is, are you trying to make sure you're eating? Uh-oh. 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 Now, understand, we have a two-fold requirement. First, that a person has exhibited an actual subjective expectation of privacy. Well... Let's let let's let, let's go with one fold. Fold number one. When a young man got out the conveyance, first thing he says is, "I don't con I don't consent to any searches or seizures." And he closed the car door. So I think that checks that box that he exhibited an actual subjective expectation of privacy, because cop can't open the door unless there's articulable probable cause that they can write on a sheet of paper and then get the permission from a judge which they refused to do which made Blake Simmons a bad cop two the expectation be one that society is prepared to recognize as reasonable if I close my car door I don't expect somebody walking on the street to just walk and go sit in it I don't expect them to come and lift my seats up and just jump in the backseat. I don't expect them to open my trunk. So we're going to check that box too, right? Because those are the things that the police officers did. They actually took a highly sensitive device and went through the conveyance. They opened doors that were closed without permission, without consent, without, uh-oh, you ready for it? Without probable cause. Whoops. The subjective component means that the CAT standard. Uh oh, you remember that? You remember CATS? But we're going to go on because I'm going to come back to it. Because the CAT standard to extend no further than a person's real world expectations of privacy, which can change in accordance with their living conditions. Well, he wasn't living in his car. But then if 
he was, he might actually have a greater expectation of privacy. Because in Cats v. United States, 389 U.S., 347-1967, it held that police can't just do that. It really did. But it also gave you the standard. Observing that the Fourth Amendment privacy has a positive definition, the kind of privacy protection citizens have, vice versa, the police is tied to the kind of privacy that the same citizens have without one another. So basically, if I don't expect some random ass person to come sit in my car, I don't expect some random ass person to come open my door. I don't expect some random ass person to open my trunk and take things out and have a highly sensitive device going through it. Police can't either. Uh-oh. Because explaining the privacy gap between the homes of the rich and those of the poor. Because you remember constantly I tell people, this has nothing to do with actual law. Blake Simmons exhibited that. That's the greatest illustration I could ever give you. Because he's not pulling someone over and, and, and insisting that they're a minority in a wealthy neighborhood. He's pulling someone over that's not in a, I, I, I hate to use this word, he wasn't in a luxury car. He was in a nice car. He wasn't in a luxury car. Because even when he pulled over the cowboy, he wasn't in a luxury car. He wasn't in a nice neighborhood. He wasn't in a nice area. He was in a, all right. Because it's not a war on the rich. It's a war on the poor. That's why they don't know law. That's why they exhibit the things they do. That's why they've been programming you to believe just because they're nice. You should just do anything they say because they're nice. While they are willfully violating the Fourth Amendment. While they are willfully violating your God-given rights. While they are ignoring department policy. Uh-oh, did, uh -oh, did, did I say something? Because here in Texas, here in Texas, they're not like shit-ass Georgia where we're going to be a cop in six weeks. And if you don't pass, we're going to pass you as long as you want to be a cop. No, here in Texas, they're actually trained. They're trained for 11 months. You actually have to learn something here. Now, if the context of your learning through that 11 months did not stick or you're working through practices that you weren't trained on, that's your fault. Because, again, you're making a willful decision to do so. Uh-oh. And creating a physical intrusion on a constitutionally protected area need not consider whether the defender had a reasonable expectation of privacy in the common areas. Or if there was another interest at all.
They made a physical intrusion upon his conveyance without his consent, without probable cause of a crime. After stating the reason for the stop, he had not violated. Uh-oh, that's, that's a whole lot of things that got unpacked in, didn't it? Officer Blake Simmons said, no, you're good. I'm going to give you a ticket anyway. I'm then going to search your person. I'm going to go through your effects. Because you remember he actually had him open up a pouch he had? I'm going to go through your effects. I'm going to go through your conveyance. I'm going to use this highly system. Oh, all these things that had nothing to do with law. He was taking an attack on the poor. And sometimes it gets lucky. But notice the two people that I brought up, they're not in areas. The area itself is not predominantly minority. But remember, Johnson said he does this all the time. Remember, he also insisted that this young man say he was a minority. I don't even go deeper into it because anyone that was stopped by Officer Blake Simmons in Frisco, Texas, even if it was as far as three years ago, four years ago, because I think that's when he started, you should now go back and challenge it. Because we need to send an example that these types of officers, these type of actions should not be accepted on our streets because that's not what he was trained to do. Doing this all the time is not proper police work. Doing this all the time means he has completely disregarded his actual job. Uh-oh. The willful intrusion upon a person any right is too much and should not be accepted or tolerated. And if you are accepting the actions just because they're nice, you're part of the problem. The greatest reason I tell people that I have a channel is because 90% of people that you run into don't know law, don't give a shit about law until law is being brought to their front door. And then they just accept something because they've been told to accept it. And then when it doesn't work the way they think it should work, they then become upset with it. And then when they come to me, they find out everything that they've been told, everything they've been shown is a lie. And then I show you what's behind the closed window. I open the curtain for you. I let you see how far down the rabbit hole goes.